Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Kalepoof and this is level 277. Joining me tonight is Big L. Hello, Fufu Cuddly Poof. And we also have X the Hero. Two weeks in a row. What is going on here? <laughs> it's been hectic. You've just been the guy to fill in for everything. There's an opening. I'm here. A- I'm the substitute podcaster these days, I guess. <laughs> that will that will work. There's also been like uh, we needed some more waifus on the show or something, I guess. So we called you. <laughs> I do have a lot of waifus. I- That's been thoroughly established, and L still does not get <laughs> because I I keep thinking you're gonna give me a five syllable seven syllable five syllable poem but then it's like some half naked like anime chick so you the grammar grammar lord are confusing haiku and waifu yes totally that's (laughs) what he meant by that literally i had no idea what he meant until you said it no i got it right away i was like this has to be a joke right (laughs) We used to have a haiku no, channel. I, underst- <laughs> I understood the haiku, but I'm like, what does haiku have anything Jeez. to do with life? Oh, okay. <laughs> they sound alike. It's just in my brain. It didn't. I didn't put two and two together until I heard someone say it. it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like, even though our cameras are off right now, when I said waifu, I could just feel El roll his eyes and like facepalm. I'm uh this is just off the dome here, but let's let's see. L made a bad joke. Nobody was surprised. He does that a lot. Hey, haiku. Surprised. I you know what it sue me. That was off the dome, man. Surprised. Not We're bad. Not bad. Not times. Bad. All right, so that will be uh everybody's homework. I want to see your best waifu. Haiku. Waifu haiku. In podcast discussion. We got the episode title already. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Make sure to tag uh, L and X in <laughs> each of them. And they will be the judges. Waifu haiku, man. I'm going to start my own podcast. It's just going to be an hour every week of waifu haikus. Is there a waifu simulator on uh, Xbox? I'm sure there. I'm sure there's one on Switch. That's a good lead-in. <laughs> kind of is actually. <laughs> that, that was completely intentional. <laughs> but yeah, question of the week time, and we want to know if your job was a video game, what would it be? How would it play? And what achievements would you add? So I'm gonna go ahead and start reading off. Patron responses first. First one coming from Vulgar Latin, or should I say Vulgar Lego, because this is the month of the Legos, because people like doing that for some reason. He says, I imagine my job would be some sort of cook, serve, delicious clone, wherein you have to answer to support questions, or sorry, support requests quickly before they piled up. So. I have no idea what his job is. I know he works from home. um, I can tell you that much. He wakes up at the crack of 7.58. There's going to be a common theme with, of working with annoying customers or dealing with annoying customers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, having not read ahead. Just a hunch. I was say, I, it sounds like uh, some sort of customer support. I know he told me before. I don't remember. I'm sorry. He works for Lego. There we go. What would be the 
the support request. Like, Help. yeah, is your the box on the box says oh for ages eight to ninety nine. I'm a hundred and two. Can I still play with them? It's a stupid joke. Um, it was. It was very bad. Says uh, if you guys know phase phase like ten, the card game. Um, Love it. It says on it like for ages seven through sixty seven, or seventy seven maybe. And at one point, we went to play with my grandpa, <laughs> really? and he's like, "What the hell is this?" That's hilarious. <laughs> I, well, now I need to see that. I need to go look at my box. I love Phase Ten. All right. Next response comes from Hat Ninety. Uh, he says, "Database Simulator." I feel like we're going to have a, quite a bit of those. I'm sure it's a game out there somewhere. Sounds about as exciting as it actually is. Achievements would be very grindy, like stare at screen for eight hours without moving. And use copy and paste 1,000 times. You would have to start all over again if your boss found you streaming your <laughs> Xbox on the work PC while you're supposed to be working. Speaking from experience there, Hatton. All right. It sounds like something Brooke does, or what Brooke's job would be. I just learned something interesting about, right. about Kenny. Does Kenny say data instead of data? I wasn't going to say anything, but he does Ooh. say data instead of data. <laughs> I let it go. I'm I glad you both. said something. I mean, it's common, but it's just weird. I don't know why. Also, data I is say both. not data are. Data singular. Sorry. I know it's actually, it is plural, but no, data is a singular. Data be, the data is valid. No one says the data, data be, are valid. Data be ace. Anyway, I would I'd say both. I also data, also data. Let's call the whole thing. It's whatever whole... just kind of comes out of my head first. Okay, we still love data. One hundred percent. Digimon, it'll be like Datamon, and I'll I'll be saying data, whatever feels right at the moment. Scott or Vase say his response mm. is a side-scrolling roguelite adventure game where instead of steadily leveling up to take on stronger enemies, random BS just fly. Flies in from the right and annihilates you. Then you get to start all over again. We know what his actual job is. I have no idea. Yeah, it that would be helpful awesome. to know. Yeah, we probably should have added that to the question. If you're being silly, what is it your real job? <laughs> yeah, I wish I kind of wish I would have added that because now I don't know really what his is. Maybe. Um, <laughs> To make up Maybe a, he's job. a professional paintballer. That's what we're going with. No, what See, about that like, would actually make Scar- That would make him interesting. I don't know about that. So, oof. <laughs> what about like oof, custodian? Oof. <laughs> and Sorry, like, there's Scar. <laughs> you know, bigger logs in each toilet or something. And <laughs> whoa, <laughs> log. <laughs> and then you know, the- and that's the thing that flies in from the right and annihilates you. Right? Just one big log. Yeah. And then the uh, the TikTok DLC comes out, so you know they're flushing whole rolls of paper towels down the toilet that you have to unclog. Is that a thing on TikTok? Devious Licks. It was that's like two awful. years ago. Steal all the things and deface. Or no, Devious Licks was stealing all the things. What was the other trend? Was just destroy everything and then record it, and then post on the internet you committing a misdemeanor. That makes so much sense in so many ways, and it's so sad. It really explains Gen Z far too well. It really does. Framehole says, The closest existing game is Potioncraft Alchemist Simulator. Pretty much matches my formulation work. Making potions is way more fun than adult, in, uh, in, than adult 
incontinent screams, but you know, it pays the bills. That's that's like a perfect comparison, actually. I like that one a lot. I mean, is it cream for that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of questioning how the cream works, Ooh, too, assuming I have the correct definition of incontinence, which I think I know. But I just, just <laughs> let's consult Urban Dictionary. Whoa. That's not. That's not. Good thing this is not a visual podcast. <laughs> Hell's algorithm is now full of incontinence creams. <laughs> yeah, it totally wasn't there before. Choo. What's next? That- Hemorrhoid cream? Adult <laughs> diapers? That, yes. That sounds amazing. Not having to get up to go. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Oh, uh, yeah. Moving <laughs> on. All right. Last one I'm going to read is from Mighty Mango. And if it's, it's very fitting that Speaking I read this. As... <laughs> he says, mine is already a game. Cars, car mechanic simulator. Otherwise, it would be sit, sit at a desk all day and deal with crappy customers simulator. And the reason why it's fitting for him, for me to read his, is because, like like him, I also work on cars. I rebuild engines. I straight up asked this question. I said it last week, you know, I'm, I my job's already a car mechanic simulator. I want to know what all of yours was, so my answer's already out there. Yeah, honestly, as far as, like, and this now, question goes, like, your answer's... Yours is done. You don't have anything to say. It literally already exists. No, yeah. No, no, no. You got to pick an achievement or pick something. So, <laughs> so I, and I, a literally car mechanic simulator. If you look at the achievement list, there's my job <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, even the, the achievement, uh, undo 100,000 bolts. Yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> When I, t- when I take a cylinder head apart. You've probably prestiged on that particular achievement. If it, Oh my god, yes. If it's got an overhead cam in it, I've done it a lot. That'll be for the four people that understand what that mean, that is. There's at least five of and us. I, <laughs> I even was trying to like, well, what if I took this like into the home? I'm like, you know, I do all the cooking. I'm a better cook than Brooke. Well, nope. There's a cooking simulator. So, like, my life apparently is already a video game. So, if that... X, why don't you go ahead and start reading off the next ones. Aight. My boy Wild West 08. There is already a game kind of based off my job in Surgeon Simulator. I would make the game less grind and more achievements for exploration and trying different surgeries. No multiplayer. I'm just saying, I'm not a surgeon, but I feel like multiplayer is kind of crucial for surgery, because there's like a team doing <laughs> said surgery. It's yeah. not just like one doctor in the operating oh, room by himself. that's what I thought you meant. That's not what I thought you meant. We thought they were operating on know. 12 people at a time? No, when you yeah. said multiplayer, I'm like, well, yeah, because, you know, there's a patient and a doctor, so therefore, you know, it's <laughs> multiplayer. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just thinking quite logically co-op. there, actually. What, co-op, <laughs> you tag out another surgeon when your arm gets tired? Your turn, take over. Um, I never Does played... anyone know what type of doctor he is? I know he's a doctor, that's about all I know. Um, I'm going to say... I'm I'm just going to assume he's, you know, a brain surgeon. 
I was gonna say horse doctor, but okay. Wow. I never played there's, any. There's of those, a word um, for that, you know. Foof. What do you call those? Oh boy. Hey, where are you going with this X? I, I literally was going with veterinarian. Is there a joke that I don't know? Oh, you said a- oh. No, there was, there was, was no joke. Well. There was literally no joke. We have a word for, a for horse doctors. Or- <laughs> there was no punchline. <laughs> I thought there was a punchline as well. I was waiting for glue, saddle, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was Elmer, like, why is no Mr. one saying Red. anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Um All right. What are those what are those games called? The uh the the um Family Game Night What do you call those? Hasbro Family Game Nights. I've never oh, the Hasbro those, Family Fun Pack. Oh. Is there one for Operation cuz I I could see like Oh, I don't think hmm. there is. Operation. And then, but but you have like an FMV version where you're doing a real operation. And then. And then oh, yeah. And there's plenty of eyeballs. <laughs> just eyeballs everywhere. <laughs> just eyeballs. <laughs> it does not look like there's an operation game. Yeah, I don't right, think well, there that is. That might have. Hmm. That would have been good for Connect. That would have been fun oh, on by yeah. like DS or 3DS. Ooh, stylus, I wouldn't yeah. want that on a console. Uh, let me oh, well, let me take out your spleen with my stylus. There's got to be a DS operation game. I'd be surprised if there wasn't, to be honest. Or even like a, a shovelware ripoff. There has to be. Somebody Google that while I read this next response. Already have you. Right. So Hawkeye Cranberry which I assume your response is going to get interrupted by knowledge of DS um, operation. But anyway, Hawkeye Cranberry, a brutally difficult Star Wars game. Why will it be so difficult? Because the lightsabers will work as they should. Leave your foam Jedi Fallen Order lightsabers at your mamas. This will only contain limb-severing and life-ending lightsabers. Basically a one-hit kill mode that works both ways. Get good. Hawkeye, what the heck do you do? Right? Uh, explanation, please. Like, I, think, I don't even know. I think he's um a Jedi. I mean, my I was gonna say samurai. My best guess would be like oh. medieval times joust actor. <laughs> I guess they're not acting; Possibly? they actually are jousting. So that's yeah, but it's like baby's first jousting. It's a hell of a lot of fun, though. Let's be honest. Oh, and apparently there, I actually, look, I just Googled Operation Nintendo DS, and apparently there's no Operation game. Wild. But there is an Operation Vietnam game. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know for sure, because I haven't played the game, but I suspect they're very different. <laughs> I have a gut feeling it has nothing to do <laughs> with the board game. Ha, <laughs> gut. Oh, damn, I wish I did that on purpose. <laughs> All right. Well, skeptical, no Lego. My career in software engineering is a roguelike. In each project, I have to start from the beginning. I'll try to reach a goal specified by the client using tools and technologies specified by management. I don't really have a say in what upgrades I get, but I can still learn how to use them. Some of this knowledge even carries over to future projects, but it's a crapshoot each time. Hmm. That's like a logical, realistic answer, actually. I, I appreciate that. That was really good. I can actually 
kind of see that being a video game. Um, it probably is one somewhere. Software engineer simulator. I don't know. Somewhere on Steam. Right? It, it, the shower with your dad simulator exists. Software engineering simulator exists. Uh, I forgot. You forgot about that, huh? There you go. There's a necro post. Oof. Necro speech? Or whatever. Chesno says, my job would be the <laughs> minigame from... What I, I pre-read this one. It's really good. Sorry, I'm laughing because I remember what I'm about to read. My job would be the minigame from What Remains of Edith Finch, where he plays the uncle in the fish factory where you slowly lose your mind and chop your own head off, except replace fish with kitchen doors. <laughs> if you've played the game, you know exactly what he's talking about. It's so good. But what's your job? <laughs> I assume he installs doors. Kitchen doors specifically, <laughs> right? Would be my guess. We really drop the ball by not asking what your job is. Man, I if you if you answered a question, please like let us know what your real job is. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> also, if his job is hanging kitchen doors, like, is there a difference between kitchen doors and like regular doors when you hang them? Again, I'm a mechanic. I'm not a construction worker. I don't. I don't know. That's like a that's actually a legitimate question. No, that I is kind of all doors. Just is it like are the same? Maybe kitchen doors are like fire safe or something. I I don't know. Yep, there's a hinge and a big thing of wood or metal or whatever. Like just I don't know. A door's a door. Door is a door, except like a a hinge door and then like one of the barn style doors. Those are different. Yeah, that's definitely different. Ah, uh, shoots. Or the ones from, like, Star Trek, where it's, like, hydraulic, and you hear... Oh, yeah. Shoom. Ooh, can't forget those sexy doors from Star Trek. There it is. But what's your answer, X? Alright, so my answer to the question is... Uh, well, I'm currently unemployed, so the game is pretty much... Do whatever you want, and the achievements are... Do whatever you want. And really, the only concern with this game is... I got to get money from somewhere. So that's where you turn to odd jobs and sell waifus online. So, you know, please buy waifus online from me. Uh, you'll unlock an achievement if you do. Hashtag collectibles. Hashtag collectibles. But for real, buy some waifus from me, right? L, what you got? <sighs> What's our next patron response? Um, I'm still trying to figure out what a waifu is, but I don't want to Google it because I think... <laughs> literally waifu is try saying the la, word la, wife la, in like la, a stereotypical la, 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 la. Japanese no. accent oh. and that's where the word waifu comes from oh. I didn't know that no that's that's literally the answer so it's just your favorite anime character that you would like to make your wife but since the animes are Japanese that's not what Urban Dictionary says Yeah, I think I'm going back to the root here and it's just again I'm not going to be <laughs> the one to do the offensive Japanese accent but yeah that's how they, that's how they would say it waifu Got it. All right. Rutorek says, mine would be the opposite side of Flight Simulator. I like to think it could be a full progression thing, starting at a small airfield, not working many aircraft, progressing through to working something the size of, what is this, Heathrow or JFK? As for achievements, non-nerdy achievements would be along the lines of get X amount of aircraft Airborne slash landed in X time. 
or maybe something for not responding to aircraft for a certain time period. If you want some nerdy achievements, pushing tin, achieve minimum wake turbulence distance between five consecutive aircraft, or flow way, Jose, allowed an aircraft to get airborne outside of its permitted departure time. Flow management is the time is the name for this. Wow, that was very um. Wow, there's actually like effort put into that. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I'm, I'm I'm impressed. So, what is it that you do? I'm going to guess he's a pilot who spends all his time uh, playing video games whilst flying the plane. <laughs> What's the word? It's, he's out no air traffic Air controller. traffic controller. That's it. I couldn't think of the actual term. I think we know that, right? Like, he literally is an air traffic controller. So he's. Do we know that? So if he's. A, if he said that, I'm I've pretty sure. So if, so if he's the controller, we can use him to play the game. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay. That was bad. That was really dumb. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've had worse. Chewy on blocks. Lego thing. My job would be, oh, here we go. My job would be Lego product owner where I run around finding things that have been built badly with dodgy customizations, smash them up, and rebuild them as they should be. Though often that somehow has a domino effect of other things breaking, so it's just a never-ending cycle of breaking and rebuilding and hoping that no one notices it's broken and the dang thing works eventually. It never does. Wow. I think it never does was originally in spoiler tags, as if we didn't already know that it never does. <laughs> oh, he wants to be our Lego product owner. <laughs> so he, his job, I guess, is... Unless uh, he actually does work with Lego. A Wookiee. Do we know what Chewie does? As we're going through these, I realize no. that like some of our best I online don't. friends, we, we have no idea what you do. I know. I'm actually kind of upset at myself that I don't know what a lot of you guys do. As much time as mm. we spent talking to each other, right? thousands upon thousands of messages, I only know what a couple people do. That's what I'm saying. It's weird, and it never really came into focus until right now. Huh. Um... Did you cut out the original person's name on this one? Maybe. Whoops. I might have done so, yes. All right, we'll go back to it. I was originally... Oh, this is from P-Tart. Pretty, she says. I was originally going to write Accounting Simulator as my response, but that would be an incredibly boring game. So I will go with an accounting RPG. You fight your way through the universe through leveling your various accounting skills, like looking at sets of data to identify the problematic numbers, evaluating a list of expenses, and reclassing them to the correct account, and balancing an equation and writing journal entries to make the correction. Also doing side quests to increase your Excel skills. And of course, there'd be random encounters with the auditors. Your skills and inventory are all <laughs> tracked on a spreadsheet. Thanks, Chewy. Oh. Because Chewy would That's appear in all of our real life jobs to create spreadsheets. 
That guy loves his spreadsheets. I, I do know that. I know there are like a lot of accountants and basically just spreadsheet people when one form or another. That was very interesting, Peter. Very nice. Need more RPGs. And Wastelander. Oh, excuse me. Waste Lego Joe. My Get job right, would be a combination. <laughs> what? I was just saying, get his name right. We got the Lego pun for everyone else. I got it. I got it. I got it. You did. You did. You know, I like to include both. Uh, he says, uh, my job would be a combination of Papers, Please, Tetris, and Nuka Tepper from Fallout, where you have to grab the correct packages from each line and then make sure the numbers match on the packaging to make sure it's going to the correct address and you put it in the correct truck and then stack everything correctly so it fits within each truck. I would add perfect morning for not misloading or missing any package truck combinations and getting it all done within the four to five hour time limit on one shift. Most wonderful time of the year for loading trucks full of gifts without squishing any of them and anything huh. will fit for squishing a high percentage of boxes within your truck, a.k.a. failing the Tetris segment of that shift. Well, that one I do know. So... I do know what he does. He loads the trucks for UPS. So that's actually like a pretty good description, all things considered. I was assigned. It was FedEx or UPS or something. Yeah, he works for UPS. A lot of which that, one didn't know? A lot of that sounds similar to moving out, right? A little bit. Gosh, it so does. Have, <laughs> oh my gosh, it is. If you, if you didn't have the accessibility on, you have to <laughs> put the stupid packages in the truck and have room for them all, which is so annoying. But yeah, that's what it sounds like. So there's sort of a Tetrisy element to it, oh, or more actually, the other one before that, the anything will fit. I wonder how much time UPS yeah, so drivers yeah. uh, go through the boxes and just be like, "I wonder what's in here," and just kind of shake it. Not that I, you know, not that they should do that, but I'm just curious if they do. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I would totally do that. I, they shouldn't open them. But they I should, feel like if you get like a weird them. shaped box, you're you're just human nature makes you you have to be here. Like, what is in this weird shaped box? Or if I it's from totally like Elliot's Emporium, like what what do you buy at Elliot's Emporium? Like, you know, there has to be sandwiches, questions. obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I could totally see Wastelander like hearing like a box ticking and be like, oh, and then that's the one he opens and then just explodes. <laughs> I, could totally, I don't know why. He's been watching too many. So Wastelander, movies. if you get a package from L, don't open it because it's going to explode. It's a ticking sandwich. No. And then you'll be covered in mayonnaise. Uh, so, yeah. So my job, I work at a doctor's office, and I handle uh, billing, uh, making appointments, um, anything they need me to do, I do. So I think my game would be, do you know the game um, Root Beer Tapper? Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess mm -hmm. Kenny doesn't. Or be no. Beer Tapper, as it used to be before they... Uh, oh, did it actually? It that, that I did not know, but I, I do know Root Beer Tapper. Oh yeah, it was it was beer tapper in the arcade, and then they they uh, they turned it into root beer tapper 
for the 360. Yeah, it used to be yeah. real beer. Today I learned. Okay. So basically, I have never seen this. You're looking at it now? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at the old school arcade one, and then there was a, uh, I'm assuming this is the 360. It's an arcade game, 200 one, gamer because score. Because it, it looks nicer. Yes, and that game, such a simple premise, you just have to go up and down and uh, catch the beer and then throw back the empty glass. And yeah, I would totally do that. We'll just, uh, you know, have a phone here, a chart there, uh, you know, billing document there. And that'll be fun. Do something like You're that. You're also sort of kind of like a spreadsheet manager. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, my real job is hanging out on Discord, talking to everyone all day, but... Hells, yeah. That's the way it is. That's the way it be. Hey, you work at a desk. I'm jealous. Uh, well, actually, I, that's what I was going to lead with. I, I feel like I've one of few people that actually leave my house and go to work every day. Very jealous of all the work from home people. Although I do like seeing people every Same. day. Could you so do like, your job from I home? Don't. Like, is there any legitimate reason for you to be in the office that you could not do from um, home? So on Monday through Wednesday, we have patients in the office. So okay. I need to be there for that. That's fine. So Thursday and Friday, we don't. But they don't. They'd have to, I guess, wire the phones to my house and get me the computer program also. So yeah, but they 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 just won't do it. So yes, they it could happen. Could, but won't. They won't. <laughs> I've tried. Anywho's. Well, that's poopy. Yeah, it's poopy. If I can, if I can get them to do that, that would be a real achievement unlocked. <laughs> there you go. Those real life achievements. Uh, that was a good question, uh, Fufu Cuddly Poop Poop. Well, thank you. Well, that's why I said, like, last week we brought up Car Mechanic Simulator for reasons. I don't remember why, why I brought Why did we up. bring that up? But I'm just like, I think because all the simulator games are on oh, sale. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I it was the simulator sale. Yep. Because uh, I think you said you like that game, and I said I don't like that game because it reminds it's me of too real close life to home. or something. Yep, yep. You're absolutely right. You were, you were trying to put a wrench in that plan. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> The worse, the better. Jeez, it was. Yeah, that's what. That's when I thought, like, hey, what would be everybody else's job? Yeah, that was fun. But also, please do tell us what you guys actually do. Yeah, now we we would very curious. much like to know. And I think our guess is based um, not on just like, like your the patrons, here. but like everybody. We're yeah. we're way yeah. off. Whatever we guessed. And if you're not a patron and you didn't see this question, well, that's stupid. You should be. A, you could have been a patron, and seen the question. But let us know in podcast discussion. Tell us what your job, what your job um, is, and what kind of a video game it would be. Obviously, that's also in the Discord. I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm tired. <laughs> I just <laughs> I thought mind, of an achievement for. Thought, you know, unemployment. The the only achievement that I could possibly earn is get a job. 
that's the only achievement for the unemployment game. Yeah, that works. <laughs> so getting like a temp, right. a temp job would be like a 200-point game. <clears throat> getting a, a full-time yeah, job. Yeah, oh, like that's so game. good. There we go. Something and like then that. the promotion, you know, you can get the DLC for it. There's something there. Title update. Yeah, title update. Yeah. Uh, missed opportunity on my part. Nailed it. There's got to be an unemployment simulator or something like that out there. That sounds like Steam. <laughs> <laughs> that just oh, is the whole platform. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right. Well, let's get into the game showcase. Uh, L, why don't you Hello. go ahead and start off? What game do you want to talk about? Okay, real quick, I wanted to give a big a shout out to our uh, angel of the podcast. Who's the angel of the podcast? X. Waka, of course. Yeah. Angel Waka. Randomly on Sunday said, uh, who wants to play Heavy Weapon? I'm going to get you these multiplayer achievements. And I looked, and sure enough, he had them all already. Wow. So that was just him <laughs> being bored. Just, just being an angel. Awesome. Yeah. So I happened to be around and Vulgar Latin and Inferno. And the four of us. Basically, uh, this game is a twin stick shooter, but you, you're only on the ground. And when you play with four players, it's literally just like everyone is just shooting in circles and shooting up. You play as you're, you're in tanks and you're just shooting like planes overhead. And there's achievements for surviving eight minutes and 12 minutes. And I had done this before with other people, but I only had the eight minute achievement and not the 12 minute one. So I wonder if I was just in a bad group or whatever, but we got this done on our first try. So it wound up taking 12 minutes. So thank you very much, Waka. Nice. You are an angel. The best 12 minutes of your life. I playing that game a little bit. That game was fun. And I know I say this all the time, but it's fascinating how I could play a 20-year-old game with people. And then, you know, I know the servers are different or whatever, but you know where I'm going with this. Some one-year-old games I still can't play with people anymore. But this one... Oh, that's where you're going. With this. You know yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they'll shut down some service. I guess this is called peer to peer, or is it just the Xbox service? I don't know exactly what it's called. But... I would assume it's just like peer to peer hosting. One person hosts it. That's how Yaris works. You can still earn how the online Yaris achievements, which Hell is ridiculous. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to talk about a game from my favorite publisher, East Asia Soft. Hey. But but I'm very sad to say that this game was not great. Usually I enjoy East Asia Soft games. This one not so much. This is a game called Book Quest. And uh, this game is, for all intents and purposes, a Zelda clone, like an NES Zelda clone. So it would be really hard to mess it up. But 
They did. So you start off. Of course they did. And the <laughs> plot is that a book gets stolen and you have to find the book that was stolen. So if you if if you thought that was the plot of Book Quest, you were right. You wouldn't think that, would you? No, you would think Book Quest, I don't know, that you'd be doing something with the book. No, you, it was stolen. You have to find it. That's the quest. <laughs> I don't even know what I would think of this game would be. Yeah. So right off the bat, the estimated time on TA is two to three hours. So what I think happened is that people assume this was an easy one <laughs> because the uh, TA score is 1377 and most Stasia you know, they're like, you know, close to 1,000. So I don't know if you guys are watching video, but the first thing you'll notice is that it was definitely made by a non-English speaking person. The translation is horrible. And, that makes it better. Right? Oh, it's kind no, of it's endearing not, it's, in its, it's own way. No, gosh, no. No, it's not. It was bad. No. It was it was like it was put through Google Translate and then like through the other way and then Probably through was. the other way again. Yeah. You are winner. <laughs> yes. The winner is you. But that was oh, 40 yeah, years ago. The winner ago. is you. That's it. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, so you start off you start off with like a crappy weapon and then you, you find a better weapon. So it's like Zelda in which you can get coins and the only way you can get coins is by attacking the grass. Which, if you know Zelda, you find rupees in the grass. But in Zelda, you see... The... I now know that. Okay. Oh, come well. on. <laughs> I've never played uh, a Zelda. We know this. Uh, one <laughs> That's day like we'll such trap common you knowledge, I thought, though. It's okay. And you can break no, pots, No, common too. knowledge is there's rupees in the pots. <laughs> All right, you got half okay. of it. Okay. <laughs> so in Zelda, you, you would at least see the rupees. In this game, you see plus one coin, plus two coins... Plus three coins. That's how you know you found coins. By the words show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> it's not great. Um, and then eventually you find a shop. And that's where you uh, spend said coins. But... Um, what you don't realize is that a lot of the times in the game they I don't I don't know if the word is soft lock, they they lock you from leaving the screen to to grind or to come back. So like once you're in a quest, you you're stuck there. So you can't like grind out coins and go buy a new armor or a new weapon or something. So So I was following a video walkthrough towards um and it was it wasn't even I don't I, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Oh, the music in this game. <laughs> so a song will play, and then it will stop. Normally, a song will loop. No, nope, a song will play and then just stop. And then maybe a few minutes later, it starts again. <laughs> that bad. I, yeah. Just, just amazing. 
So that explains a 1.2 or 1.92 rating on TA. That's oh, low, even by like baby games. Yeah. yeah, that's bad. So uh, there's three bosses in the game. The first boss is uh, you'll see defeat the dragon has a 1.4 ratio. That's for beating the first boss. Do you know why? Because the first boss is hard as hell. It took so many tries, and anyone you talk to says the same thing. The, the, this guy sucks. I did find a, a trick that was not in the video guide. He spits fire at you, and you can hide in the upper right, and a bush will block the fire. And You just have to basically... It, it's all pattern-based. He shoots five fireballs, and then you have to go in and hit him as many times as you can, and then run away. And do that over and over. But after a while, these little dragons come and attack you. So they are pests. Huh. Uh, so once the dragons beat, the second boss is, of course, easy. And then the final boss, um, what they don't tell you, and you wouldn't even know, once you get to the final area, you look in your inventory and you have a brand new sword just magically in your inventory. And you could equip it. And it's an amazing sword. So if you did grind and bought a new sword, it would be for no reason because you get a, a great sword just automatically. I don't even know what to say. Um, I shared my experiences with Kronos. I don't know if you knew this about Kronos, but he goes out of his way to play every game with the word quest mm -hmm. in it. I don't know if either of you guys knew That's that. That's a great quest. It's actually, <laughs> it, it's actually a true story. It sounds like something I might have made up, but nope. He plays every game with quest in it. Oh, it's it's true. I'll, I'll back him, him up if anybody that. else doesn't know that. So he quest, 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 quest for quest. Yeah. So on my friends list, I only have six friends that have completed this game, including myself. And two of them are, are Kronos and uh, Elroy. Are uh, are the Discord regulars? Redemption did it, of course. I'm gonna have to talk to him about his experience. <laughs> But yeah, normally I uh, I'm all about these Deceiver softs. This one I would say avoid. Sadly, I really wanted to like it. I love Zelda. And uh, yeah, that's Book Quest. An awful, awful Zelda game. And um, like I said, it's two to three hours TA estimate. The video walkthrough is only like forty minutes. So if you went you're through, gonna die. You knew where you were going, but you're going to die on this dragon a million times, and you're going to, yeah, you, uh, yeah. Of course, you know he beats him the first try and just fine, but I'm sure there's editing involved, right? Like that's, I mean, you could beat it probably in an hour, theoretically. But you got to get good. There's no missiles. Looking at this list. Um. No, there's no missables. Mm -mm. I guess that's one good thing. I mean, no. I guess technically maybe because like there's one for collecting 100 coins, but it also seems like something you're going to do. Yeah, but besides, oh, you do get coins with some quests as well. Besides the hitting the, uh, you know, in the in the leaves, in the bushes. Yeah, you won't miss that. Wish I had better news, but uh, you're actually better off reading a real book. 
There, I said it. What's a book again? Something you listen to in the car. Actually, that's what podcasts are for. <laughs> it's the, uh, a book is a boomer podcast. What's the family guy quote? The book, it's like the internet on a tree. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Oh, that's really? Funny. Yeah, it's like the internet on a tree. I used that in class a couple times, actually. Probably just uh, show them. All right. You probably showed them full Family Guy episodes in class and called it a day. No, never did. Oh. I did show SpongeBob after the state tests. Like you guys just tested for four hours, and you want me to teach you? <laughs> now we're watching SpongeBob for an hour. Bring snacks. Now that's a teacher. All right. <laughs> yeah, book quest sounds like a real winner. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's better East Asia soft games. Many. Like like the, uh, what's it called? Project Starship. That's a good one. X, what game do you want to talk about? Trigger Witch. <laughs> you know, actually, That's I was thinking, I was like, of all the East Asia soft games, like he said, some of them are good. Like, which one could he name? And actually, that is a good one. Project Starship is genuinely a very good, competent shooter. So, yeah. East Asia, there are a couple of good East Asia soft games. They're usually far and few between. Same with all the others, you know, though. Rap Nite- has a couple winners. Nintendo Switch shovelware, but yeah, there are good ones. I don't know if you heard me, but Trigger Witch, I've mentioned. There are I'm, good rats. I'm, as a... Yeah, Trigger Witch, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a I really don't know good that clone. Yeah, that's... Really? Oh. Yeah, don't know that one. <laughs> like it, It's like legitimately I reco- good. It's I can like, check it out. You and Kelsey... It's it's co-op and both players get achievements on an East Asia soft co-op local co-op game. It's amazing. It's actually like I'm a sure, real game. Trip I'm sure she too. doesn't care, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll right. I'll figure out which episode I talked about it on. It, it's uh, yeah, it's trigger wild. link. Yeah, all right, solid. So remember, remember, it's an East Asia soft game. It has a three point seven one rating. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to like uh, filter all these out by rating, but I'd be well, I'd be hard pressed saying that there's a better one than that. <laughs> That's probably their top rated game. Probably. They've got 13 pages of games. Oh my god! I didn't know it was that much. This keeps going. Not, I shouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, I am. Like that's a lot of games. All right. So uh, my game showcase game is. Life is Strange True Colors, which is Life is Strange mm. 3. Um, most No spoilers. Oh, of course. I would never. Genuinely, I would never. Um, so most people on my friends list, uh, of which podcast regulars, Koosh is the only one that has played it. So neither of you two have. Uh, but most people played it when it was on Game Pass. I This is one that I was a dum-dum on. And... I was like, oh, man, I've had a year to play this game that I've wanted to play and have had downloaded. You know, let me wait until two days before and I'll just crank through all 10 to 12 hours. And then I got through chapter one and then life happened. And that was that. So it went on sale uh, at Mm -hmm. some point not too long ago. And I picked it up from my vacation home in Turkey. And uh, I've been playing it this week. (laughs) And I actually I really wanted to finish it. Not that I would spoil anything, of course, but I really wanted to finish it before recording. I'm literally on the last chapter, uh, the last 
like checkpoint of the last chapter. Like I have maybe 30 minutes, if that 20, 15 minutes of gameplay left. I literally just have the last achievement to get for beating the oh, game. Man, how could no, you yeah, stop? I'm, I'm right I there. I just going. didn't have time. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you have played any of the life is stranges or know what they are, it's the same concept. It's a story driven narrative where the focus is very much, I'm going to sound a little repetitive. The focus is very much on the story and not the gameplay, so to speak. The gimmick in this one is that you are an empath. So in the first one, you could time travel. In the second one, you had like force powers. In this one, you can read people's emotions, and then you can gather their thoughts from their emotions. So that's the power gimmick in this one. Hmm. And it works quite well. Again, I won't spoil anything specific, but like... You know, someone won't talk to you and they're angry. So you can read their emotion. You can find out they're angry and why they're angry. And then you go around the environment to find um, like objects carry emotion with them. So you can find an object of theirs and that object will have a, you know, an angry story attached to it. And then you can use that to unlock the new dialogue to talk to the character and calm them down. And it it works pretty well. Honestly, I, I like it. It's not as... I'm going to restart that sentence. So in the first one, you could make a decision and you could rewind <laughs> if you wanted to change your mind. So it, you can't do that here. Um, you know, you, you only have one shot. So the stakes are a little higher, which I guess makes it more realistic hmm. and in line with the narrative. But I'll start with the negative. Really, my biggest complaint with the game, which I, I love games this style, by the way. I like the series. Um, I know that's a controversial opinion uh, around these parts, but my biggest complaint is that there have only been maybe like five major decisions like i feel like in the earlier games there were you know three or four big decisions per chapter and i think like we've gone through chapters without a major decision which is a little disappointing it just seems like they had like one story and didn't really want to deviate from that one story that's sad yeah it it just feels Again, I'm I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the game. It just feels much more like I'm watching a movie than even the other ones did. There's not much for me to influence, I guess, is how I can say that. That said, um, the game overall is much quicker, more streamlined. I feel like in one and two, each chapter took me about two and a half, maybe even three hours. And these ones I'm going through in like less than an hour and a half. Um so just oh, sort wow, of the, shorter game. yeah, the main plot, it's very streamlined. It's very quick. That's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, yeah, yeah, it, it's positive and negative. I, despite that, though, I feel like there is, like, it still has a lot of fluff, if that makes sense. Like, again, I won't spoil anything, but chapter three, there was, there was no character development. There were no major consequences. That was just 90 minutes of, okay, cool, this happened, but like, I don't really care about this i want to go from what happened in chapter two again it's hard to sort of talk when i'm being vague um but like you could just completely cut chapter three out 100 percent, and you wouldn't lose anything if you just played chapters two and then jumped to four so it doesn't have that high stakes feel that the other ones did where every part was crucial to the plot so that's disappointing um so yeah so i played the first one i love the first one mm -hmm. i thought i thought it was great um, I actually wanted to play. Well, did I ever play it again? Yeah, I, I know I played it two times because I wanted to go through and like make all the opposite okay. choices yeah, yeah. to see 
what would happen. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Where I was going there? Oh, are these the same characters? No. Um, I guess because number two continues with the same characters, correct? No. Um, I so so I really enjoyed the first one. I never actually played the second one, even though I own it. Yeah. Okay. Again, no no spoilers here. I would never do that on yeah, a don't story. Spoil any of them. So the first one. Um, your Max and then your friend Chloe, and then they came out with a prequel that's before the storm where you play as Chloe. That might be what you're thinking of. That that's was, what I'm. Thinking that was of. the second game, but it's a prequel to the first one. Life is strange. That's two, the one I own. You play as two brothers, and the only reference to the first game is they mention what happens in the first game in like a newspaper article or like on TV or something like it, it barely matters. And then in this one, true colors, there is a character from before the storm that appears in true colors. And again, I'm being very vague. So there's no direct continuity, but they're all like, they do exist within the same universe. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Before the storm. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah. That was the second game to come out. And it's a prequel to the first Life is Strange. So, um, so on a positive, despite the game being quicker and like the story kind of being fluff and filler, I feel like the character development is very well done, even if it is quicker. Like Alex is your main character, and I really like her. I think she's written very well. Your two friends, it's not a spoiler to mention their names i don't think ryan and steph i don't think that's a spoiler um they're very well designed all the side characters are very well designed um do i even want to say there's eh, I'll, I'll leave it basically there's a story beat that i feel like i i'm pretty good at picking up on such things and that one actually caught me off guard sucks having to be so vague here um so you know the the yeah. characters are well designed and very well written. So I will give credit where credit is due. Um, even if the story itself is kind of by the wayside at times, the characters are in full focus throughout the whole thing, honestly. Um, I do like that they put in some, like, I don't want to call them side quests, but like, like optional objectives. It's definitely not open world hmm. at all, but there's like the town. So instead of it being super linear, like you're in this room, well, yeah, the story takes place in this room, but you can go explore the whole building if you want to. And if you choose not to, then you don't. Everything happens in that room. But if you want to go out and explore the town or the building, you can. And then there's other side objectives that you can do there, which will add to your playtime. But even doing those, I'm still only getting that 90 minutes. So if you just want to come in and just blow right through the story and ignore everything optional, you're probably looking at like 60 minutes per chapter. You can probably do this in six hours total. So it is quick, even with the side quests, but I appreciate that they are there. And then finally, the achievements. Um, the achievements are pretty easy. There's find the collectibles, which there's only one of them that I think I genuinely wouldn't have found on my own. Um, that one was tricky. It's in chapter two, if you're going to play. Maybe follow the guide for chapter two for the collectibles. I don't know. Um, but collectibles and then side quests, which are very easy to find, and then just beat the chapters. It's a very easy 1,000 overall. Um, the collectibles are missable, technically, but then you can go into like chapter replay and collectible mode and find them. So nothing missable. 
And again, if you're just zipping right through the story and you don't care about any optional stuff, I just want my thousand gamer score. Honestly, you're probably looking at six hours here. But if you take your time with it and really experience what the game has to offer, I am at 12 hours, 38 minutes. And again, like I said, I'm super close to the end, so I'll probably do it in about 13. You cool. mentioned that so. this is a a full price game. Oh no, I did not even. I talk assume about this the was price. cheap. Right. I assume. Yeah, the you're right. You're right. That this would be like um, a twenty thirty dollar game. I think the first one. It's not. Yeah, no, the first one was twenty five, I believe. Holy crap! And then the prequel was twenty, and then Life is Strange two, I think, was maybe forty. But yes, you're right. This one is. This one was sixty bucks when it came out. Um, there's a bonus chapter right. in the deluxe edition for 70. There's no achievements. Um, it's also made by a different dev team, which I guess I should have mentioned, wow. but I didn't think about I mean, it. Um, yeah, the other ones I mean, the, were Don't Nod, and this one is Deck Nod. I mean, the lowest price has been twenty three ninety nine, which sounds reasonable. Yeah, that's not bad. Again, go to your vacation home. I think I, but I'm, uh, I think I got it for like six bucks. Yeah, a lot of people just don't do that. But uh, I bet you this will be cheaper next week. Oh, this will absolutely just go on sale one hundred percent. It's been on sale plenty of times. One hundred percent. Square Enix games go on sale all the time, so that's good. Good on them. Especially the Life is Strange series, they all go on sale. And for something like a Black Friday, I think I picked up Before the Storm and. It's DLC question mark if there was some for like ten bucks or something like that. Oh, you know what? It's Worth mentioning while we're talking about sales. Again, I wasn't going to go into the pricing, but since you brought it up, there's the ultimate edition, which is eighty dollars at full price, and obviously it comes with what? Hold, hear me out. Hear me out. It comes with Life is Strange True Colors, obviously. Uh, it comes with the bonus chapter for True Colors, obviously, and it comes with some costume uh, or skins rather. Uh, but for 80 bucks, you actually get the remasters of the first two games, Life is Strange and then Before the Storm, which I won't go into how absurd it was to remaster a game for the same generation. That's besides the point. But for 80 bucks, you do get three games, three 1000 achievement games. So if you can get the Ultimate Edition on sale and you like the series, you do get three games for one money. I forgot there was a remaster that is so stupid. I, yeah, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but it's definitely one of the dumber remasters we've seen. But yeah, Life is Strange True Colors. It's I don't know why they didn't call it Life is Strange 3. I mean, the color ties into the gameplay, but like, why didn't they call Life is Strange 2, you know, Life is Strange Boom or something like that. So I don't know, but. Yeah, it's it's the third mainline oh, game. True colors because you see everyone. Because you see everyone's colors. emotions, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, it ties in. It's clever, <laughs> but why not just call it three? I don't know, but well, it gets a thumbs up for me if you're a fan why of the series both? or the similar type of games. It is quicker, and I actually I am glad you brought up price. I wouldn't pay sixty bucks for it, but get it on sale. It is no, that's insane. It's a good addition to the series. And I haven't I'm, played it. <laughs> I'm having a good time. Gets a thumbs up for me. Like, it's, like especially if you're saying the game is so short. That's a down, like that's not a good thing when you're paying sixty dollars, right? In terms of length, hey, that's Modern Warfare Three is seventy dollars, and that's a three-hour game. Yeah, that's that's comical. That's what? another 
conversation that we <laughs> shan't dive down. Oh, is that the... Uh, well, no one plays the campaign with those games. Okay, so just for quick I perspective here, just for quick perspective, I just said I'm about to beat True Colors for $60. Again, full price here. I didn't pay that, but full price is 60 bucks. I'm about to beat it in 13 hours. Life is Strange 2 was $35, and I got 17 hours out of that one. And then the first game was $25, and that one also took me 18 hours. So, yeah, the price is doubled or tripled, and the gameplay length was cut by about a third. So that is definitely a factor worth considering. So I am glad you brought that up. Oh, cool. Did you ever beat that game, Al? Has it popped up on your RTDL enough? Which Life is Strange 1, that is. It's popped up like every month and I still haven't beaten it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm why on, I thought. I wasn't I'm sure. on uh, episode 4 or 5, or they called episodes. I don't know, whatever you want to call them. That is the Chapters worst episode this yeah. game. You have to Dude, just sit down and play it. And to make matters worse, I've I've done... 360 and one versions up to like the same point. Jesus. <laughs> but but, God, but I have done the thing that you wanted to do and made different choices on both of them to see how that works. So that's hey, all right. that's been interesting. That's a good way to go. And I yeah. think in that one, like in the first one, it really really deviated the storyline. There's yeah. some big changes yeah. depending upon what you do. Yep. Because I know I chose some different uh, options and there's always like more options and I went online and just looked at different ways that things could play out like that game has some big time differences on depending upon which way you choose and whatnot they did a really good job with that type of a game the um telltale style whatever it, I don't even know yeah, it's what the technical telltale word for this would be style works telltale game but wait two is a prequel right you said no, two Before is its storm. own game. Before the storm is the oh, second game that came out. Now? Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah. Life is so strange. You have, life, in, two, you have li- in two, does it take the save from one? Okay, so no spoilers. Yeah, when you start spoiler. up life, when you start up life is strange two, it will ask you, "Did you blank at the end of life is strange okay. one?" And if you played okay. it, you can pick yes or no. If you didn't play it, oh, then you can still just pick yes or no. And then when I said earlier that is referenced in like a newspaper or a TV broadcast, just your answer to that blank happened sense. or blank didn't happen. That makes more sense. Because when you said that, I'm like, dude, that's like a big spoiler if you did one thing and not Okay, yeah. So anyone who finished the first one... You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, when you start up to, did you do the thing or did you not do the thing? And then that's just referenced a little bit. That's that's it. Yeah, because that really cool. changes the outcome of the game. All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Finish the game, Al. Right, I don't know how right do you do that. I don't know. Me neither. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. For the on some games, like I can see I'm it, trying. but like. This is such a story-heavy game. For the yeah. first one, I'll even say, L, if it motivates you in any way, I enjoyed uh, the heck out of it. I enjoyed chapters one, two, and three. It gets so good in chapter, and, like, the end blew me away. Is it? Uh-huh. Is uh-huh. it, um... Oh boy. Is it, um... 
weird. It's if really I, good. Is it weird if I say that I enjoy the game, but also find the characters kind of insufferable? <laughs> no, 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 no. Does that make sense? Okay. Oh, that makes perfect no, I sense. I really like Bax from the first one, but I hate that she's friends with Chloe just because of Chloe's character. And yet I love the game yeah. and I love them as characters. Exactly. Right. But all you want to do is like, just, just, oh, just leave Chloe behind. And I know yeah. Elroy has talked about this in detail, his disdain for Max and Chloe. Mm-hmm. That's a unique, unique series. Yeah, but again, yeah, the newest one, unless you count the remasters, True Colors, it, it gets a thumbs up from me. If you like the series, it's absolutely worth picking up on sale, though. Definitely pick it up on sale. Man, that game is eight years old. Holy crap. Life is strange. Um, yeah. Life is strange. <laughs> Good games are coming. They'll be on sale next week, I'm sure, for Black Friday, which. I was going to say, speaking of, sales, of games on sale next week, we are going to we, skip sales this week, and then we'll have a really good breakdown next week when the Black Friday sale picks up. I see yeah. nothing worth mentioning. Sales are very light this this week. Um, but in that case, so let's just go into Game Pass. And I believe Koosh and Frame will be doing a Games Passable this week. If not, so they'll we'll be going over everything. Uh, if not, <laughs> oops, <laughs> it'll probably be next week. But out now on Game Pass is Coral Island. A simulation game. Armor has it. They're recording so, it right now at the same time. Really? <laughs> Just why Kush chose Brandon over us. Jerk. Ah. Jerk, Chase. Jerk. So, yeah. Assuming that gets edited in time, that'll be on this week. Um, Coming on November 17th, Persona 5 Tactica, which I'm assuming this is a Persona game, but tactics form. That is absolutely spot on. I'm just going to throw it out there. This is a huge... If you know anything about it, go for it. I, I mean, no, honestly, you, you got it. It is the Persona 5 cast, and the summary of the game is, you know, they're hoarded into a mysterious world and a brand new storyline in the Persona universe, and it's tactics style, just grid-based. Um, but this is a huge grab for Game Pass, because this is a new oh, yeah. AAA Persona game. Made by the main, um, oh my gosh, brain fart, Atlas. Um, like it's, Atlas. it's a full blown $60 JRPG, $60 on Steam, 60 bucks on PlayStation, free day one on Game Pass. Like that's, that's crazy good value for Xbox players. Yeah. Like it's coming out everywhere on November 17th. So not like this is, you know, first time on Xbox. Right. Yeah. Because, exactly. Like the, all the other personas, personas you're absolutely right. We got it years later and then we get it. Yeah. No, day one, man. Yeah. Brand new persona game. Day one for free. That's yeah, that's awesome. Huge persona on Xbox was huge. To begin with day one on Xbox. Huge on Game Pass. That's a big, big get. That's awesome. Thank you, Phil. I personally am not a persona fan. But like I understand the uh, the weight behind that. Yeah, and see that's good. Like, I know Atlas has two or one or two other games coming. 
I think we're getting the remasters. That's not Persona. I forget what they're called. Oh, are we? Okay. I was going to say, we're getting the uh, Persona remasters day one for free as well. I remember seeing a whole bunch of like Atlas on the. Um, oh, nice. Okay. Something. One of the showcases. We'll have to look. Whereas uh, they're showing a whole bunch of like uh, games that are coming to Game Pass and, you know, coming to Game Pass and then it had Atlas and then it was something new. I think they're having like a new IP or something like that. But yeah. IPs. Big, big, yeah. That's that's awesome. IP freely. We're gonna say oh. nothing. Nothing. What's the next game? Um, and next game <clears throat> on November twenty eighth is Dune: Spice Wars. Not Doom. Oh. I know, but Dune. I know oh. nothing about this. Dune. Dune. Yeah, Dune. Like the movie. Dune. It, it's. Tied to the movie, right? It's a, it's a real-time strategy game. Kenny, you'll like this. Ooh, a 4X. Ooh. Shoot, it is I'm a in. 4X. What, is that? what does that mean? It's faster? Really? Um, I really have no idea. 4X is like the civilization where it's you can win by conquer, culture, science, and or conquer, fit. culture, science, I've never heard economic? of Economic? Economic, yes. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, it just basically means there's different ways of winning. That's awesome. Essentially. That's, it actually, I had to look it up. Have you never played? Um, no. Have you never played Civ Rev? Nope. Oh, man. Okay. I've you missed it. Yeah, no, they're, if you like Crap. the genre, you know, they're good. Uh, 4X is a sh- uh, subgenre of strategy video games. The term uh, is an acronym: explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. Which, again, is what we just said—sort of That's the, the different is. ways yes. to win. Um, it, it's just sort of—I knew there was some an alliteration there, but I thought it was all of C's. Yep. And then, as I said the first two, I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, that's—it's just sort of 4X is the. Well, exactly what Kenny said. Actually, I'm not going to repeat him. It's just sort of that's what that means. It's that type of strategy where you have like options, essentially. Yeah, Age of Empires or Command and Conquer or Total Annihilation, something like that. Oh you yeah, yeah. AOE is a good example. Kill your enemy, yep. win. Okay, I learned something. C- Civilization Revolution: multiple ways to win. Com- you could never make an army and-, and win the game if you know what you're doing. Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's such a good game that I'll never be able to finish. Uh, I'll, and the last game that's coming to Game Pass also on November 28th is Roller, jo- Roller Dome, <coughs> which sounds amazing. I can't wait for that to at least try it. Excuse me. Um, uh, leaving Game Pass, I just had a brain fart. I am so sorry. <laughs> now, on leaving Game Pass on November 30th. We have Anvil, which the servers are shutting down on that. So, uh, yeah, get that done. Uh, three games, which are actually a really big surprise. I don't know why these are going. Um, if there was a new news thing on it, I missed. Battlefield 1943, Battlefield Bad Company, and Battlefield Bad Company 2. They are all leaving the service, and they're yeah. all with EA Play. Yeah, that's uh, and they're some of the bad. highest re- highest regarded Battlefield games. Actually, Bad Company too. Like that's the one that 
put Bad Company on the map. Or put Battlefield on the map, I feel like. I played 1943 and a little bit of Bad Company. Both those games are great. Yeah, I'm surprised to see that they're going. I don't know why they're being taken off. I just pulled it up. The servers uh, are closing, and they're just pulling them down from sale. Oh. I did not know the servers were were closing. That's sad. So all the online achievements will be discontinued. Um, There's some that are partially discontinued now that will be fully discontinued because you can get them by exploiting and, you know, disc copy shenanigans, I guess. Um, So, yeah. All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, If you want to get those complete, do it now. Does it have a date of when they're going down? Server closure, December 8th, 2023. So that makes sense. Remove them from the service a week before the servers go down permanently, basically. So, yeah. Wow, that sucks. Well, you got a couple of weeks to do that. I think some of them have DLC, too, if I'm not crazy. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Oh, man, doing some, some quick researching right now. Okay, never mind. The DLC is... Some of it has already been removed from the store. There is an on. I'm talking um, Bad Company Two here. There's an onslaught mode add-on and a Vietnam add-on. Those appear to currently be available. Maybe. Yeah. Either way, if they're games that you haven't completed and you want to get them to complete, time is the time ticking. To do it, yeah, you only for got sure. About three weeks. <coughs> we do have a server closure room in the discord so check that out maybe we can grab a group together oh they have already been yeah, removed from them. sale on the xbox store so if you don't own them the only way to get them digitally is with ea access for the next two weeks that makes sense so get on them if you want all right, and then the last three games that are leaving November 30th is Disc Room, uh, Eastward, and Grid. Yeah, Grid's another EA Play guy. I was just going to say, I assume Grid's yeah. in the exact same boat as Battlefield. Must be. And then Disc Room and Eastward are just typical Game Pass losses. No shenanigans there other than their time is up. Disc Room on its own would be incredibly difficult. It's one of those, I guess, like Super Meat Boy, like you got to just be really good at it. Or it has some accessibility options that you can turn the speed down and it makes it apparently trivial and you can complete it in about four or five hours. And from my understanding, it, it nice. It just it, it's literally just play the game with no real challenge, just takes you four or five hours. So that one, that one's very doable if you haven't started it with the assists. All right. Well, there you go. There's at least one game that you can easily complete. So some good news with some leavings. But like we said, there'll there'll probably be a game's passable after this. And I'm sure Nate and Frame will break all that down for us. So with that, Let's go ahead and get into our final segment, which is Bread Camp. 
And starting off in completions, we have Kitty Skies with 1,100 completed games. That's so many. And then Redemption Denied, blowing her and <laughs> let's be honest, everybody, everyone else out of the water with 3,350 completed games. That's a lot of and games, right? <laughs> streaks. That's so many, man. For streaks, Legohead 1977 and Quantum Gray 17 are both on a 100 days. 100-day achievement win streak. Way to go. Uh, Dunkos is on a 250-day. Retro Chief 1969 is on a 1,050-day. Morbid 237, 1,600. Enigma Gamer 77, 1,800-day win streak. And Bastion Reader on a 2,150-day win streak. So long. I feel like every time I'm on, we get to the streak section, and I just gush over the longest streak. That's wild to me congrats it's to you all right that's crazy there's right. a wild one coming up in about six weeks <laughs> i th- i think i i think i know what you mean uh so gamer score facial lafleur i feel like i haven't heard that name in so long facial lafleur seven hundred and fifty thousand. all right good job xl the rock lx nine hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. chewy on ice 1.4 million Kitty Skies, 1.5 million. X, Magic Monkey X, 2 freaking million gamer score. Mental Knight 5, nice. my least favorite person in the Discord, Mental Knight 5, 2.7 million. <laughs> and Red, with all these crazy milestones, uh, 4.2 million. I did not uh, misspeak. That is a 4,200,000, which is a lot of points, man. I'm mind-boggling. <laughs> as long as games continue to come out, this will happen. He continues to play them. Mm. How do you just not get bored? Mm. In leaderboards, Ace is in the top 5,000 of the TA leaderboard for Xbox Game Pass. Uh, which is, uh, I think I've mentioned, is an interesting one because it actually goes according to stuff coming and leaving Game Pass. The, the leaderboard adjusts uh, accordingly. It's very oh, interesting. Okay. That's such a good leaderboard. Yeah. So it's interesting. I love it. Uh, by 571 is now in the top 100 of the Wisconsin Gamerscore leaderboard. Domain in the top 50 of the Washington Gamerscore leaderboard for third-person shooters. Jay Blask in the top 10 of Canadian TA leaderboard for MMO. What? Wait a minute. Number one of Nova Scotia. <laughs> Classic Dynable. <God>. Classic Dynable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nova Scotia True Achievements leaderboard for MMO. Number one. Good job, Jables. Very nice. Uh, Katie Skies is third in the Wales Gamer Score leaderboard. Um, Kush most in the top 10 of Maryland completed games leaderboard for Xbox Game Pass. Wow. That's pretty darn good. That is pretty cool, actually. Nice. Wow. And in Brad Camp, nobody tagged me, so I'm very sad. So, tag me. I want to read some fun brags, some completions. If you complete anything, just, just tag me. I want to read it. Tell me about your game. Can I just your own special? Can brags. I just gush over Redemption Denied for a little bit? I pulled no. up his page here. So four point two million gamer score, right? But 
despite all of that, he has a 94.9% completion using the correct setting and a 1.7 ratio. So, like, he plays all the baby games, but he also plays the real games. Crazy. I'm going to have to look him up and see what his actual completion percentage is. Hold on. <laughs> what is it with the, the incorrect setting? It's still going to be hella impressive. Yeah. Oh, it's down to 30%. Oh, well. Oh, you know what? I, I can. I can never remember how he spells. Oh it. no, I can't. Is, which letter is missing? Red umption. Red umption denied. Okay, I see ninety-two point eight. What did you say? Ninety. Uh, ninety-four point nine. Okay. Still ninety-two point eight. I bet you we both see that number many games one that in, much score. Uh, I bet you we both see number one on TA site rank. Yes, <laughs> we absolutely see that. <laughs> I think right, number we'll one to... in TA and gamer score. Yes, he is. We'll have to get him on the podcast a, when I... he hits five million. For sure, can... by a hefty margin, yeah, actually, <laughs> in <laughs> TA and gamer score. It's true. <laughs> it is true. All right. But yes, good job, everyone on your, um, on your on your achievements, uh, win streaks or whatever. Crazy, some of you, I just, some of y'all blo- just absolutely blow me out of the water. It's just, it's just crazy. Mind boggling, some of your feats. Good job. Uh, but yeah, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes. It has links to our Discord and YouTube and all the uh, and all the goodies in there. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. Not yet. See you all next week. Not yet. Top three blue haired waifus. Number three Aqua. Number two Hatsune Miku. And number one Rem. Of course, Estef. Oh, bye. See you. Uh, top three. Hi, Goose. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Okay, there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of Game Passable, your home for all the Game Pass goodies and publisher analytics regarding our favorite subscription service. I am once again Freemhole and joined by my favorite co host, Koosh Moose. How you doing? Hello. Doing well. Fantastic. Um, so we're going to break down this Xbox, Xbox Newswire post uh, to help you optimize this Game Pass experience. We are now in our mid-month update, and so we, we've got a game to showcase, and we're going to talk about all the games that came out in November since last uh, last episode. We talked about stuff leaving in January. So we'll stop with the stuff that's leaving and get to the stuff that just came in. But we do have to talk about the immediate stuff that's leaving Um Koosh, this was quite the list here and of of a lot of surprises for me. I wasn't really expecting all this EA Play stuff, but I feel like I should have. Um, yeah, and luckily we got it ahead of time too. Like normally this would be like they gave us like a tiny bit of, of a head start. So Yeah, so let's start with um 
the Battlefield stuff, so I totally missed this, and I guess I wasn't really tracking EA Play stuff too closely, but I guess back in March, they told us that these games were going to close, and so, yeah, I guess it makes sense to take them out of EA Play if they're no longer going to be playable. So Battlefield 1943, Bad Company, and Bad Company 2, uh, servers are going down on December 8th, so, I, yeah, makes sense. Get them out of the service. Um, the one I didn't see coming that was leaving EA Play, though, was Grid. Uh, in terms of racing game, are we speculating that that's a like music license thing, possibly? Possibly. That thing has been in like all of these. Like I said, I, I, these existed before uh, Game Pass existed, except Grid. Grid's only been in there for 28 months, but... All the battlefields came along into EA Play as part of the um, EA Vault, and so EA Play existed before Games pa- Game Pass, and so they got grandfathered in once Game Pass, you know, approved EA Play. So technically, this is eighty-three months, um, seventy-two months, and sixty-seven months, but that doesn't really mean anything because it's just all server-based closures, which is a bummer. But eh, nothing lives forever. Did you catch? Did you catch that they they snuck Rocket Arena in as well? No, like last, yeah, yeah. So like last week or so, I noticed uh, they snuck Rocket Arena being removed from EA Play as well, and that server is like you know the multiplayer part of that uh, is pretty much dead and has been dead for a long time. So we might be talking about a server shutdown too. I don't believe they've announced that, but they they definitely have announced it's leaving um, at the end of the month uh, from EA Play. Okay. Perfect. Um, another, I mean, let's just stay on the server closure train. We talked about this last episode, um, Anvil. We had said on their Discord that they were shutting down services on December 31st. So I guess we just pegged, hey, that, you know, that'll be the day. Well, it turns out it's this month. And I guess if I thought a little bit more about it, that makes sense because they did say in their post it will be removed from sale on November 30th, which... If you can't buy it, why would you have it in Game Pass? So totally makes sense that it's gone on November 30th. So you'll have that one month if you want to buy it and spend the last month of December cleaning it up. But I'm guessing if they're shutting things down, they've got some financials to get in order. And uh, and so they can't be can't be having it on the service any, any longer. Uh, so I guess technically that snuck up a month, but... I think any uh, level-headed person who's going to go after that realized that uh, time was pretty short in general. A uh, quick correction, actually. I said end of month. It's uh, it's the 14th. That's today. The Rock Arena gone. <laughs> is gone. <laughs> it's even shorter than we thought. <laughs> it's gone. Sneak attack. You missed it. That's a bummer. Um, the last two that we had, we actually did um, mention these eastward. Uh, we talked about in episode three of our show, which what is two seventy three of your show? I believe so. Perfect. Uh, we did a bit of a games showcase on that one. Uh, you know, at, at since then I've put significantly more time into it. Still enjoy it. It's 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 quite fun. I'm hoping uh, to get that thing done. Um, it sucks that I have to kind of follow a guide to make sure I don't miss any of the treasures and or foods, but um, it's not taken away from the game at all. So I, I'm digging that. Uh, and then Discworld, 
Uh, we had Discworld marked for December because that was the 18-month mark. Okay, so it's two weeks early. Um, this is another one that I think is probably going to be pretty popular for people to finish because there's like some accessibility options. That's a tricky word. Yeah, this just called easy mode. It's much yeah. easier to say. Have you tried that at all yet? I have not, but I've been I've been eyeing it mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since I saw this news this morning. I, I just started looking at the uh, uh, the guide for it, and it looks like you can tune it pretty well. It's still four to five hours with that tuning, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you can make it easier. Yep, I'm initiating the download as we speak. So yeah, all right. Well, we we're not going to go into much of the. Uh, the recap stuff from the previous month, we'll just say, hey, we had Eastward as a high probability leaving in November. Guess what? It's gone. Um, disc room, I had it at a medium high level in December. Okay, it's up a couple of weeks earlier than Anvil we already talked about. And, uh, and so we're going to get into a game showcase right now because there's a game that I think is leaving here in December. I said there's a chance it was going to leave at the end of this month. The chance increases because it's a tiny build published game. That game is called Potion Craft Alchemist Simulator. And if the main show had done their job correctly, this is the game that I said would best represent my job if it was a real life. And people were like laughing at it. And Fug said, no, no, like legit, that's Freem's job. Um, I'm a chemist, if you guys didn't know. And so I thought, hey, cool, this might be kind of fun. I'm I'm always kind of on the fence with simulation management games because they can get super grindy and, and in the weeds. Um, this one stays m- much more surface level uh, in terms of systems and things, but I will uh, warn you ahead of time, there is some significant grind toward the end of this. Uh, this game was developed by Nice Play Games and launched into Game Pass uh, last December on the 13th. So I'm guessing we got our one-year mark, and this thing is going to be out of here. You can play this on your consoles or your PC. I'm going to tell you right now, I highly recommend using a keyboard and mouse with this thing because of the tuning and the controls with the uh, with the mouse. Touchpad works, but it's not great. Um, the completion estimate is 30 to 35 hours. I've put in 40 hours. Now, granted, I've left it open at work a significant amount of time, uh, but in my 40 hours, I've got 21 of the 29 achievements. The nice thing is they're pretty much all story-related achievements. Everything's single-player. It's all a single-player game, uh, and there's nothing that's missable. You can't uh, lock yourself out of any sort of these achievements, even the ones where you have to get your popularity all the way to zero, like be an evil person and be a good person. Uh, you you can do that in the same game um, by swinging how people like you. So let's talk about what this game actually is, okay? Uh, Top-level story, you're this alchemist in kind of this medieval renaissance time, and you move into a house that's got a magic tree in the backyard, and so you set up shop out of your home. Easy as that. Uh, It's got this cool cel-shaded art style. It's kind of like a... I mean, it looks like if you're looking at one of those, like, old Da Vinci artwork, you know, that's that washed sepia, but then there's some splashes of color. Um, Interesting art style, the game is actually pretty funny, too. They have some some clever dialogue with some of your customers. And it's a super simple, mechanically-based game. Um, the game is set up in five screens. So if you think of it like a D-pad, 
Uh, your main screen is where your alchemy map is. And then if you go up, it's your bedroom. You go to the right, it's your magic tree. The basement is got some later gameplay things. And then your left is your storefront. And so really, ultimately, what you're doing is customers come in and they'll say something to you. Like, uh, I took an example here. You know, this person comes up and is like, I got the delivery of firewood, but it's all damp and it won't even burn. Is there a way to dry it out? And so sometimes, you know, they're they're pretty obvious usually of what people are looking for. And like this one, it's like, okay, gosh, what do I have that make things burn? Oh, I have a fire potion. I'll have to brew up a fire potion. So you either have one in your inventory or you go over to your alchemy page and brew up a potion. Um, the the actual mechanics of brewing a potion, this is where it, it's, it's, you know, the bulk of the gameplay is. Um, you start off with a... You've got four pieces of equipment in front of you. There's your cauldron, which is where all the ingredients go into. You've got a mortar and pestle, uh, bellows, and then uh, this little thing to add more of your diluent. You start off with water. So you've got this water potion sitting in the middle of your screen. The screen is like a, a it looks like a like a map, like a treasure map. And in the different cardinal directions, you've got kind of the elements. So if you go north, it's it's air. If you go east, it's water. South is earth, and west is fire. And then in between the north northwest, you've got magic and death and life. And um, the other one's explosion, which is weird. Is fire and air? I guess make explosion, uh, whatever. And so you know, you when you start off, you've got this fog of war covering your whole. Um, grid your whole map and so until you start putting herbs into your cauldron and moving your potion around on this treasure map you won't be able to see what's in this fog you won't know where any of the potions are now all the potions are static so in theory you could just look up a map online and know where everything is where's the fun in that that's kind of that's kind of lame but if you kind of understand what people are looking for maybe you can uh tailor your your herbs and whatnot into that specific range. So let's talk about this fire potion, okay? So I know fire is is off to the west of my treasure map. So there are different herbs and mushrooms and all these um, ingredients that you have that do different things with your little uh, potion. So you get your potion in the middle, and when you put the herb... Um, or you highlight it, it'll show you with this dashed line with that ends in an X where your potion is going to end up on the grid. Um, if you put that herb into the mortar and pestle, you can make that dotted line go further by grinding it up and then putting that into the the uh, the cauldron. So, for instance, there's uh, this this flame weed. Okay, the flame weed, it starts as a dotted line that kind of makes like a waveform. So it starts and it goes down and up, down and up, down and up. And so if you just put the, the herb in by itself, it just goes down and up and it ends in essentially a U shape, a really a small U. But if you grind it up, you can make that wave go four times. And so you can get further along in your path than just adding the herb by itself. Um, at any time when you add this to your little cauldron, you can stir the cauldron and move your potion along the dotted line. As you move along, there's like experience points to pick up along the along the way, and that'll help you, you know, level up your character, do some stuff later on. 
Or you can just leave it to the end and just make these dotted lines go all over the place. And then at the very end, you just start stirring like crazy and it'll follow the line. And, um, and then once you find where your potion is, because they'll have these silhouettes of potions on the, on the grid, once you touch that, you can pump the bellows. And if you, you know, heat it up to a certain temperature, poof, you make a potion. And so each potion depending on how well you match that little silhouette. So if you just touch it, you're uh, a weak potion, a level one tier potion. If you are like, I think it's like 75% covering the circle, it uh, it goes up to a level two potion. And if you freaking nail this thing right in there perfect, you can make a strong level three potion. And that's really, obviously the main goal to do all these things is to get these top tier potions. And so you have to kind of play around with a bunch of the herbs and do some things by, you know, mixing at certain rates. And, you know, so just moving your mouse slowly to make sure that you dial it in just perfect. And then once the little three shows up on your potion, then you know, you've got the strongest potion and bam, you crank the bellows and poof, a potion shows up. Um, and so then you get to go next door back to your shorter front and say, oh, okay, here's my, here's my fire potion. And you put it on the little scale and the person will put a bunch of money on there to say, hey, this is exactly what I wanted. Awesome. Thanks. And you can either sell it to them or you can haggle with them. And the haggling mechanic is, is a pretty basic mechanic. It's just this little slide bar that goes left and right. Um, and you can go from very easy to very hard. And so very easy, you can like get a, like a 20% extra profit and like not risk anything. But if you go very hard, you can get 50% more profit, but you might also sell it at a 30% discount if you fail the haggling and the thing moves super fast left and right. So honestly, like if you hit medium, you just click, click, click and, and pretty consistently make some good money. I don't even bother dealing with the customers anymore in terms of haggling with them. Their money's no, no big deal. Who I do haggle with is the people uh, in between customers who show up and sell me different herbs, stuff that doesn't show up with my magic tree. Um, are you following this, Koosh? Because there's a lot I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm lost. <laughs> it's Yeah, there's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah it there's sounds a lot like alchemy. There's a lot going on here. Um and ultimately, you know, the loop is pretty simple. A person comes in, says, this is what I want. And you go to your little map and you try to find it on your little treasure map. You put herbs into your little thing, stir it up, follow the dotted line to where that potion is, make the potion and sell it for a profit. That's your baseline um, gameplay. It's more complicated because on the map, there's like these dead zones. And so if your potion touches a dead zone, um, your potion breaks. And so you have to like maneuver through these little corridors and things. And, you know, like I said earlier, different herbs and fungi and in alchemy ingredients do different things. And so you can, um, you know, find ways to navigate through your little, your little map Later on, you'll come up with a different base. And so there's an oil base instead of a water base. And that opens up some other different potions and things. So the game is super fun and you get a ton of stuff pretty early. Like the, the achievements and, and um, levels come pretty darn quick. Where the issue comes is 
the end game, if you're a completionist, this is where the grind jumps in. Um, there's an achievement for completing each level of, they call it the alchemist path. And that's each chapter in the book. And it, the, the, it's just a checklist. So when you start off, it's like make a healing potion, make a mana potion, make a light potion, make a uh, acid potion, make a poison potion. It's all these like basic potions that you'll find pretty close to the center of your little circle. Um, and then get to get to level, popularity level eight, get to, um, you know, use your mortar and pestle one time, super basic stuff. So you just fly through all these chapters. You pretty much go through chapters one through six, like within the first month of, you know, each day, um, uh, each thing is broken up to a day. So, so within like 30 iterations, you're through the first six chapters. No problem. Um, the problem lies is the popularity scale continues to increase every time you um, you reach a new level. So, for instance, I'm currently at level 11, and once you from 10 to 11, you need 500 popularity. From 11 to 12, you need 750. Then you need a thousand. Then you need and, and it's not that you need to go from 750 to 2,000. You need another 1,000. So overall, I'm at like 800 total collective popularity, which means I'm going to need to sell like 900 top tier potions to get to level 15. And now granted, it's pretty quick. You get eight to 10 customers a day. You know, they, yes, their things get a little complicated at times, but if you find a recipe that you know you can make pretty consistently or like you get to where you've lined up your potion perfectly you can save that pathway and it'll automatically brew it for you if you choose so you can streamline a lot of this stuff but just the fact that you have to do the same thing 900 more times when i'm pretty much done with the game that's where the grind is like oh boy this was a this is a bummer that you have to go this this deep into it. There is some other um, side stuff that happened that needs to go on. Like you have to create these special ingredients and, and potions and um, actives. And that, that helps progress the, I'll say story. It, to make you a better alchemist, there's these things, when I said the basement... You've got this weird like contraption in the basement that you make some specialty ingredients and that's where you make some really wacky potions. So like you might have to combine five different ingredients, but they all have to be in the same potion, which might mean you're traveling from the east across the north over to the west and hitting like five different spots. So you end up putting in like a crap ton of herbs into this thing and it it can get really complicated and then you got to make those like three or four times um you know because you consume the ingredients when you level them up and so to continue to make them you have to remake them so i've been saving those potions but i look at the ingredient list and it's it's out of control um so completion tough gameplay super fun like I said, super recommend mouse and keyboard um, with this. And the fun little pathway that these potions take, super enjoyable. Like, I, I, I like doing that stuff. Um, it just wears out its welcome by the time you're going for that completion. 
Where did I lose you? <laughs> uh, well, you've convinced me not to play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's like way too in depth for my taste. I like uh, uh, this is your sword. This is your <laughs> ranged. Sure. Yep, that's more my yeah. That's more my speed. Um, I I kind of like. I mean, I kind of like this map aspect to it so i'm gonna have to watch some gameplay it's, yeah. it's hard to hear it and be like yeah that's a thing i totally want to do but I if i see gameplay loop possibly t- totally understand that and and i think you know it as you get into it like you're learning a lot at the beginning as you're uncovering your map and, and if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't cheat obviously if you're uncovering the map normally and you're like oh i wonder what's over there or oh I should go travel my thing up this way and maybe I'll find something. And um, as you progress and different vendors come in with some unique raw materials, um, you're like, oh, this one does some really cool things with the pathway. Oh, I can get to some new places that I wasn't able to get to before. Um, so that's always fun. That's exciting. Like the, the, the learning and the exploration part of the map it's once like I have I have both maps fully open, and so now it's just like I know where everything is, and I just gotta get the resources to get to them, and that's what's kind of a grind is because some of them, you know, you have to buy pages for your recipe, um, so like you only want to save the recipes that you know are like pretty you're pretty confident that you can keep the raw materials for, and you need to make them consistently, uh, so like. You know, I don't I don't make a lot of hallucination potions. So like how do I need to save that? And then if I save the wrong combination, will I run out of that herb and then I have to wait till the vendor shows up to buy some more? So it's those kind of like late game things that get complicated, but certainly that that initial so if you don't care about completions, you can within ten to fifteen hours, you'll get four or five hundred gamer score and have fun doing it. Um, it's, it's at that point you're like, oh, I get the game and you can put it down and be, be happy with it. But if you want to go for that completion, you're looking at, at 40 to 50 hours minimally. Yeah. I have this problem with, uh, RPGs and the like where I get all the stuff, but then I never want to spend it because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to need it. And then you get to the end of the game and you have everything in the game plus the kitchen sink. Uh, and they could have been using stuff all along. This would just, uh, I feel like this would just um, uh, kind of aggravate <laughs> or activate that uh, that issue I have. It does uh, sometimes, totally. Yeah. Because there's, there's yeah. some, some like your tree, your magic tree replaces herbs every day, but they're kind of like the special, like the basic herbs. And gotcha, so when the dudes yeah. come in with special herbs, they're like, those special herbs travel so much further on your map. And so you want to use them because they're efficient. Mm-hmm. But then if that dude doesn't show up and sell them to you for a good price, it's like uh, you run out of raw materials faster than than you'd need to. Now I'm at the point now where buying herbs is not an issue. Like I have so much money that it's it's absurd. I just need to execute on people's needs. Uh, and so just sit down and do it. I got I got distracted by something shiny, so... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know that. Doing that. <laughs> One thing I will add, there's talk on the internet about adding a third um, base, like an alcohol base. So we've got water, oil is in the game. 
And there's talk on the internet about alcohol base, which potentially could be DLC, which could potentially add achievements. Again, this is all just rumor on the internet, but this could be one of those that leaves Game Pass in a month and then six months afterwards is like, hey, here's a you know $5 DLC with new achievements. Just throwing it out there as a possibility. Um, all in all, I'd say achievements aside, this game's a, a four out of five for me, uh, maybe even a four and a half out of five. That achievement grind for a completionist at the end drops her probably to a three and a half just because it, it just it over, overstays its welcome for a completionist. Again, if you don't care about completionism, then I highly recommend you give it a shot and um, play around with it because because it's cool and it's fun. Um, it's unique. I'll say that. It's definitely unique. And similar to my job, although I don't use herbs. <laughs> I use other chemicals. It, it was funny to me that you're like, this is just like my job, and I leave it open at my job. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Potion Craft, an alchemist simulator. Like I said, I think this uh, has a, a relatively high probability of leaving in December at the one-year mark. Tiny Build tends to have a 12-month shelf life, so... I'm going to have to get some work done after Eastward, of course. But we've got all these new games coming into the service, Koosh, that I'm kind of excited about. Uh, we're going to quick talk about the games that came in during the month of November. A few of these I've played. A few of these are on my list. But, Koosh, is there anything here that jumps out at you that you're eyeballing? Well, I always like the cute games. Uh, I guess they're called cozy games, right? Apparently, mm-hmm. I like the look of cozy. I don't play them all, but um, Coral Island, when I saw that, I thought, okay, this is something I might want to play, but there are no achievements. I'm not going to waste my time with that. Yep. Uh, once they were added uh, not too long ago, I thought, okay, uh, maybe now's the time to check it out. Uh, so that's on my maybe list. Yeah, um, and we flagged that as like yeah. a potential leaving because it was yeah. a PC only, but then it was like, hey, listen, no, it, it's going 1.0, and now that the console release is out, now I will say, this date, the, you know, November, this might mm-hmm. now start the one-year clock on Coral Island. So if you're thinking completion, now simulation management games tend to stay a little longer in the service, so you might be able to, it might stretch out, but throwing that out there uh, one year i can probably deal with yeah yeah uh, <laughs> if this was going to be in like two weeks i don't think i would uh, i don't think i'd even try it the same thing um, happened with dune spice wars where you got the console release the pc's been in there for about what a year 18 months or so uh and yeah. now we're getting the console release finally so this is probably starts the clock for the one year mark and with Dune, I probably wouldn't do anything unless there were console commands. Uh, a lot of times uh, when I check out these games, I just look at the screenshots. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just by the interface, I can tell I don't like this or this is not for me. Totally. And I'm so, with you. like, just like when I was looking at Potion Craft and I'm, I'm looking at Dune, I'm like, yeah, this might not be for me. Uh, I don't. So, I'm not really feeling that. Uh, Roller Drum, um, the cell shaded look of this kind of like a skating shooter. Mm-hmm. Looks like something that I would definitely try. Um, so I'm I'm kind of hoping uh, there's more on that. Um, I've heard uh, Leo Vader talk about that game on the MinMax mm-hmm. podcast, and it's like Tony Hawk meets Goldeneye. Um, and so, in order to reload your gun, you have to do a trick. 
Yes. And that's how you reload. And, and yeah, he says it's, I mean, he loves it. I'm, I'm, it's definitely on my radar. I think it's, I think it's going to be cool. Did they mention anything about like, I guess, was that the PC version they were talking about? Or? Presumably. I'm sure that they're okay, pretty yeah. much all steam. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're probably not interested in the achievements. No, nope. so I don't know how, yeah, we don't know too much about that. I think at this point, like what that, could that be a tough completion? Possibly, you know, so we're not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've heard uh, someone on the Discord, uh, the H101 Discord, has already completed Dungeons 4. Um, and that game actually looks different than what I thought because I thought the Dungeon series was kind of like a, Di- a Diablo. Sure. Or, yeah. And I, I think this one's not so much that. Uh, I think this one's more like a turn based. Um, so. I'm going to pay more attention to that. I'd like to try that. I, I assumed that I would try that, uh, but I'm going to have to, to look at that one. But nothing here just like is an absolute, I have to play this right now. Thirsty Suitors, I'm interested in checking out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it looks like one of those that I'm I'm just not sure that I'll try it and I'll be like, I'll regret it. So I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the one. same way. Like I yeah. when I initially saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, put that on my list, and then I kind of watched it some more, and I'm like, eh, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe. So like, yeah. I think I'm gonna wait a little bit to watch some like more significant playthroughs to just see, like, if I really do vibe with it. It's super unique, super cool looking. Um, so I love that they're that they're taking a chance on it. I just don't know if I'm gonna vibe with it. Yeah, I like how out of the box it is, but yeah. it, may, it may not be for me, but I like that there's a box out there for, for that type of game to exist. What do you think about uh, Wild Hearts, the EA Monster Hunter thing? Um, it's <sighs> jumping into EA Play. Do you think we can convince any of our, our normal gaming groups to do some Monster Hunter type stuff? I think that's the only way that yeah. I would play this. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, where I'm, it, I'm at, too. In a group. So, I mean, we're, we're 50% of the way there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, certainly think, closer. I think we could do it. We could trick them. We trick yeah. them into some other things. So, <laughs> uh, There are two games that were released this month. Now, technically, one of them released on Halloween, so I'm, I'm kind of cheating here a little bit. But they are like straight-up free games. The one that's releasing later in the month, the end of the month, Persona 5 Tactica. Look, I'm not even a big Persona fan. I, I didn't even touch the RPGs. I mean, I've heard great things about them, and I'm sure they're cool. But, dude, give me a tiles turn-based uh, game. You better believe I'm going to play Persona 5 Tactica. But I've recently got it into War Tales, which is another one of these uh, turn-based grid-type games. So <laughs> this thing is is... Like, it's getting updates constantly. Like, it, it is, like, it came in hot, and it's it feels like an early access game, but the achievements are all there, and some people have complained about save issues. I have not had any issues. I will admit, though, my PC cannot run this game well, uh, so I have it on, like, potato settings, and it still chugs. Um, but, you can, I mean, this thing can be a graphical powerhouse if you really wanted to. Um you control a, a party of like medieval dudes and you travel around this map doing, um, you know, side quests and things. Listen, it's, it's not Baldur's Gate three, right. But there are some RPG elements. So you can make some choices and things you get to end up controlling. I mean, there's achievement for having a group of 20 in your, 
in your turn-based thing. And so, like, these battles can get completely out of hand. I'm running around right now with 15 people, and it is it, it can take some serious time uh, to get through these battles and things. But listen, man, I like I like me some turn-based combat. I'm not gonna lie to you. Listen, I'm always I'm always interested in the like a dragon yakuza franchises. I think they do mm-hmm. good work and they're neat and they do a lot of fun, crazy things. I started Yakuza Zero and made it about four hours in, and I was like, I think this will be cool. There's a lot here, and now we're on. This would be like the twelfth in the series, <laughs> the man who erased his name, which just came. So I was like. Yeah, I mean, I would probably enjoy myself, but I do feel obligated to finish Yakuza 0 and then probably do something else, but, um, you know, on my list. And Football Manager, no thanks. No thanks. No thanks. And then the last thing is Spirit T, which, another management game, um, looked neat, has some, like, yokai vibes to it where you're conversing with uh dead entities and uh and running a, a tea shop it, it it at least piqued my interest i i need more information specifically like how hard the achievements are uh, i think that'll tip my hand one way or the other but i'm at least vaguely interested in in running a little a little ghost tea hut <laughs> Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I was not drawn in by the graphics. No. Um, I was not drawn in by the 15 achievements. Um, no. And I was definitely not drawn in by the management. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to need someone to tell me I have to play this. Uh, totally. Uh, Were, yeah. would you, did you play Stardew Valley at all? No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I did not. So, and that's like, like people love that freaking game. And, yes, they do. And they've but lost I look at their it, lives like, to it. Totally. So I feel like I made the right choice. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at too, and it's like so. I'm hearing the comparisons to like Stardew. It's like, oh well, people like that. Will I like it? Mm-hmm. I say with well, I mean, heavy questioning. So, like Graveyard Keeper was like supposed to be like the closest thing to yeah um, Stardew Valley, right? And I, I started that, and I just, you know, I didn't get too far into it. I didn't get drawn into it. So I, I think that uh, I may not have those issues. I may not, this may not be a game genre for me. Yeah. Like I said, I'm hit or miss on sim management. So make me some potions. Yeah. Run a farm. No. And going back to your Like a Dragon, um, I sort of feel like I need to be told this is the game to jump in on like, right. Cause the series is so long and I had this issue where I kind of want to play a series, mm-hmm. you know, from beginning to end, especially if I really like one thing. Cause I, one of the things I hate is de- degradation of controls and degradation of like features. Totally. So if I play like the fifth game and I have to then go back to zero in this series, um, when you lose all those quality of life and you, when you lose all those extra features, it just kind of hurts unless like you're totally in love with the series. And so totally. I, I know people are really into like a dragon and, um, and, uh, you know, Yakuza. Uh, so I need someone to tell me this is a good starting point And it's also a good, uh, just by itself and just continue, you know, pick and choose. Yeah. I need someone to tell me that. And I'll tell you what, 
the TA screenshots are garbage for this game. It's two pictures <laughs> like five times. And I hate it when they do that on TA and it tells um, you nothing. No, yeah. And, and yeah, it's not gameplay. It's just close ups. It's just horrible. So I have That's no funny. I, I'm talking out of my league here uh, because I, I haven't played many of them or any of them. Um, I hear Yakuza Zero because it's zero, right? It's the start of Kiryu's story. So you, it's hard to go wrong there. Um, and people are like, yeah, no, that that's a pretty good one because it was made after, what, Yakuza 6, I think? And then they went, or maybe 5, and then they went back to 0. Anyway, so I think Yakuza 0 is the right one to do. And that's Kiryu's story. Like a Dragon, or Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza 7, where they introduce, oh, and I forgot his name. That's the turn-based one. Um, that's a good starting point because that's a, a new Ichiban. Uh, that's a new one a new protagonist. Now, granted, Kiryu shows up, but Ichiban is in that, and so that's its own story. So that's a good starting point. And then the third, is kind of a standalone, is the Like a Dragon Ishin, which is ancient, you know, it uses the same characters, but it's ancient Japan. And so it's kind of a standalone thing. So those are the three that if you don't want to be burdened by Kwami, Kwami 2, Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, Yakuza 5, Yakuza 6, Song of Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's out of control. Right. It is totally it's out, out of control. It's totally out of control. So that is my understanding of the series and what I think that's almost exclusively Giant Bomb telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's about it for this episode. You know, we, we, we kind of dragged on there at the end. Uh, jaw jacking about games that are entering the service but uh, any last minute things you want to what are you finishing up you gonna you know you're gonna finish eastward oh, you think you get that done I feel like I have to I feel like I have to finish eastward or at least put more time into it because I don't think I gave it its, its fair shake sure uh, so, and so I, <clears throat> from the news that we've gotten yeah I think I'm gonna put a little more time into eastward to figure out if I'm gonna do it or I'm gonna buy it and leave it on the backlog uh, or uh, and I'm also I'm thinking about Discworld, or yeah. I'm sorry, Discworld, Disc Room. Um, I think I will check that out and see if that's worth four or five hours. Um, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are my two. I get, I get like Smash TV vibes from it with the, mm. you know, and actually a little bit of Despot's game, even though that's an auto battler, this is much more of an action based game. But you've got like that room where crazy stuff happens and then you pick a direction to go and new crazy yeah. stuff happens and you've got to kill everything before the door opens, whatever. Um, I will heavily rely on ass- yes. accessibility for sure. Yes. That and the walkthrough. <laughs> There's go. a walkthrough. So I'm going to be checking that out. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, it's good chatting with you. That I think will yeah. do it for this episode five, mid November, 2023 game passable show i uh, will talk at the beginning of december hope you have a great thanksgiving and see ya all right
welcome back to Neverending Stories, a short segment where I challenge patrons and staff members to go back and complete their long, uncompleted stories and campaigns. Joining me once again with his now third of many Neverending Story completions is Hurricane Dale. Hello, it's great to be back again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's almost like we were just talking a few minutes ago about The Witcher. Oh, now we're peeking behind the curtain a little bit, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you've been smashing through these. I think you've done, on average, I think two or three a month. So the the pace of completions to the pace of being able to record (laughs) is a bit off. It's it's getting out of hand a little bit, absolutely. The podcast backlog is growing. Uh, (laughs) But no matter, that's 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 it's a good problem to have because it's great to have these little uh, these little chats and these these, the content for the listeners. Hopefully they enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be nice to have the segment going into 2026. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It'll be weird because because I had a cutoff of the of the year for the stories to be you know relevant because some people are completionists and we're like running into like well yeah but you started this like six months ago so it's not really a a muffed like an old completion yeah but by the time the podcasts come out it, it, it very much will be right so it'll be like oh you completed this four years ago <laughs> anyway uh what game are we going to talk about this time so today we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat 10, um, which, as the name implies, it's the 10th Mortal Kombat. Shocking. Well, styled as Mortal Kombat X. Yeah, that's because X because is cool, like Roman numerals is and all cool. that. Yeah, and it's kind of like aggressive, isn't it? X. Oh, absolutely. Which the whole yeah. game is. The whole game is aggressive. Yeah, for anyone who's played a Mortal Kombat game before, or I guess whoever hasn't played a Mortal Kombat game before, it's pretty much the most violent fighting game you can find ever. And I believe it's probably the most uh, popular franchise of that genre, which someone who plays a lot of fighting games is probably screaming at their phone or or whatever they listen to their podcast on right now. I feel like for fighting purists, it's not the best but for in terms of like culture yeah. and and recognition brand recognition and kind of into like successful media franchises and things it's definitely i would say the most recognized yeah totally i, I imagine that's just because of the heavy violence and, and all the controversy yeah. it had when it first came out that that probably kicked it off but it does have what i would say is a stronger sense of world building and character and story and lore than some other fighting games oh absolutely that's my perception yeah Mm. so mortal kombat x uh as you say 10th mortal kombat game released in 2015 april 2015 uh you started it a few years later 2018 Mm. is it a series that you're you have history with were you like looking forward to playing this one I've played a handful of Mortal Kombat games in my life. Like, the first couple I played were on the original Xbox, um, which was Deadly Alliance for anyone who's played any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I loved that one. That was, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, so, that was sort of my first uh, dip into it. Then I played Deception, which was the next game that released, which was probably my favorite Mortal Kombat game ever. Um, and then mm. I don't think I've played another one until Mortal Kombat 10 came out, which... It was fantastic. I heard it had a story mode. Um, I found it really cheap in our um, local EB Games, which is the equivalent to like GameStop or or something like that. And I picked it up. I played the story mode. I thought it was fantastic. I only got about a quarter of the way through it and then completely dropped it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, in September 18, you did about 12 achievements, none of which were story-based, as far as I can tell. And then you dropped off it for for about four years, came back in July 22. And yeah, you got the, you got the 50% story achievement at that point. So maybe you had done a bit of story before, but you got to the halfway point in July uh, last year. Uh, and then again, you dropped it. You didn't complete the story. It's, it's not a long story, is it, particularly? Not really. Or is it? Is it actually quite involved? I think it's about 20 chapters, and each chapter has about three fights. So, I mean, oh, it's actually, not particularly no, that's long. quite... Not huge, but also not just, like, the old like Mortal Kombat ladder, you know, 10 fights yeah. in the tournament. And then the boss run at the end, yeah. Yeah, and, and around that, there's lots of, you know, cutscenes and... And stuff going on, story, actual story content, isn't mm. there? That's interesting. Okay, and then and then you came back in April of this year and Bish Bash Bosh story complete. Were you much past that 50% mark? Or, um, or like, were you quite close to the completion or were you, were you pretty much no, halfway? No, I, I was pretty close to halfway, um, maybe at about mm. 60% or something like that. But the interesting thing about it is I'd already finished Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I saw that. I was I was interested. I, I did a little bit of snooping and I, I found it a bit weird <laughs> because yeah. like early July, you did half of Mortal Kombat X. And then a week later, you did the entirety of Mortal Kombat 11's story, which is like, it's kind of like watching, I don't know, half of The Godfather 1 and then watching Godfather 2 <laughs> and being like, I don't really understand any of this yeah. because <laughs> there's no context. Know what happened at the there's no context. I mean, was was it kind of like that or does it not really matter? It's um, just stupid fighting. I don't think it mattered too much. It's not like I was getting lost with the story or anything like that. But the, yeah, the reason that kind of happened was they both came up on my um RTDL that uh mm. month. So I I ended up getting past the 50% point on Mortal Kombat 10. And then the Mortal Kombat 11 one was for finishing the story. So I just went ahead right. and did that. They they do reference the ending of Mortal Kombat 10 in Mortal Kombat 11, but it's not like you need to have finished it to follow what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, and actually 10 itself is a follow-on from Mortal Kombat, which is just called Mortal Kombat, mm. although it is technically Mortal Kombat 9. And the reason it was called Mortal Kombat was because it was a, a kind of a soft reboot of the series. It wiped clean the storylines and started kind of fresh and had a much more narrative kind of cutscene approach to the story where it's kind of like you're in a cutscene and then suddenly you're in a fight off the back of that cutscene, right? Mm. Um, yeah. Which is also the approach that Injustice then took as well. It was quite successfully, I thought, the Injustice games do that as well. But that's kind of different to the, all those like PlayStation 2, Xbox original era games uh, like Deadly Alliance, where I don't think there's even any cutscenes or anything, is there? You just get like, um, you just get given like a, a, a narrated, you know, Quan Chi was walking through the desert and then there's a few <laughs> fights and then you just have an end scene where he's like, he finally faced his nemesis and then yeah. got eaten by the, the soul eater or something like that. Absolutely. That's and I, I'm that's sure the entire that's Quan ending as well. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah they, they've certainly kicked up the story a lot in this, I guess, the latest trilogy. I didn't get a chance to play Mortal Kombat 9. Um, I liked Mortal Kombat mm. 10 so much that I'd like to go back to Mortal Kombat 9. Um, mm. 
it's annoying because it's actually quite hard to get hold of. I, I recently got hold of it because it's it's backwards compatible. It was the, like in the last batch of backwards compatible games, uh, but they took it off the digital store, so you have to get a physical copy. Yeah, and, I'm sure um, they. At least lot. here, it was quite pricey. You yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll probably wait till I find it cheap somewhere. But um, yeah, I I really love the new um, style that Mortal Kombat's going with. Um, I think it's fantastic. I've seen a lot of videos that say there's quite a few plot holes, but to be honest, I'm a pretty easy target with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I either like mm-hmm. it or I don't. And I thought it was fantastic. So story complete uh, for both ten and eleven mm. now. Are you looking forward to the next one as well? They're, they're kind of doing it. I think it's another yeah, like, like kind of reboot, soft reboot again with Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're calling it? Yes. Oh, absolutely. You looking forward to that one? Um, I am looking forward to it. I'm a little bit apprehensive about it. I'm curious as to why they're rebooting again. I feel mm. like it's going to feel unnatural, but I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like they're now taking a leaf from like film franchises, like like superhero franchises. It's like Spider-Man, right? How many soft reboots has or reboots of another trilogy had? and then we'll reboot again. Because it I guess it generates a new wave of interest suddenly like yeah, I guess new players feel like they can jump in again, you know. They can jump in and also because it's a reboot that's kind of a selling point in a way. Instead of it being like, oh, it's the fifth sequel in the ongoing franchise. And people can be like, oh, it's starting to get, you know, franchise fatigue or, story, or whatever. Mm. They could be like, oh, well, well, we've rebooted it. So it's all new. It's all fresh. It's basically the same. We're just retelling the same thing again and again. But <laughs> it's been rebooted. I mean, I guess it's a way for newer players to feel like they can jump into a franchise. And even players have been playing it for a while but didn't quite get the first few games they can feel like they catch up on that story a little bit that kind of made sense with Mortal Kombat 9 I'm a little yeah as I said I'm a little worried about how they're going to go with Mortal Kombat 1 but I'll trust the developers that they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean they did a really good job with the last one so yeah so having completed the story and it looks like you also did a bunch of kind of stuff on the side but not a huge amount Mm -hmm. you're only left with on Mortal Kombat X, 18 out of 73 achievements. And the rest of it is your typical kind of fighting stuff. You've got completing certain types of matches, doing a whole load of fatalities, brutalities, doing specific things in specific matches, playing with every character. There's the towers, which is a mode within there. Mm. Um, So you're left with quite a lot of stuff and the DLC. Do you plan on kind of going back at it, chipping away at it? Uh, or are you kind of done with Mortal Kombat X? Oh, I'd love to go back in there and do a bunch of that stuff, but there is a lot of grind in there. Um, mm. There's a lot of towers to do. A lot. Of, I'm pretty sure there's even a pretty hefty online component. I'd love to get it all done. Um, finding the time and somebody else who wants to put up with doing that kind of grind is a whole different story, yeah. though. It is a... It's like a six ratio game or something. Yeah. Like you say, tens of hours, 80 hours upwards, plus skill, I assume, uh, required for, for some of that. But on the other side, on Mortal Kombat 11, it's, that looks like actually quite a relatively straightforward completion. And actually, you're like 42 or 58 achievements on that. That's only like a 2.2 ratio. Um, so you've done a lot more on that one. 
Yeah, they really figured out their achievement list in the next one because it's all very straightforward. It's like do a fatality with every character, finish the story, and then a few little miscellaneous ones, but nothing crazy. But Mortal Kombat 10 is a whole different story. Uh, <laughs> there's quite a bit to it. Yeah, I hope they have a reasonable list for the new one because oh. I understand the kind of need to reward loyalty and people who want to speak to sink hundreds of hours into a single fighting game, which people do, do, you know, if they're, Mm. like, purists and they want to be, like, first in the world or whatever. It's probably no thing, but but for your average gamer, it's it's quite a big barrier to entry if you're thinking, oh, I might complete that game. And it's like, oh, no, actually, no. (laughs) I'm never going anywhere near that. So having a kind of a more balanced list, something that's a bit more approachable something that's more like 40 hours instead of hundreds of hours oh yeah Um, i think the uh the online component is the real kicker there because i am not good at fighting games at all um i'm very much a button masher uh so going into an online game it's like yeah doing match after match without getting a hit in um so it's 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 pretty rough mortal kombat is a game that you can kind of button mash your way through as well isn't it and yeah if you learn a couple of the combos for a couple of the characters that you can pull off, then it's not too bad. Then you have a fighting chance for sure. My trick was always doing the uppercuts all the time. <laughs> yes, constant <laughs> uppercuts. Does this one have weapons as well? Because I remember way back in the day on Deadly Alliance, they, they introduced that. Um, It doesn't, but I do remember in Deadly Alliance, you'd switch to your weapon mode. And then I think it was the mm-hmm. black button at the time when you could like stab your opponent. And then they'd have a constant mm-hmm. health drain. Um, yeah, 13-year-old me loved that. It was fantastic. Yeah, I- I'm very much the same as you. Is that I, l- I liked the idea of Mortal Kombat as a kid growing up, but never really played one properly. Mm. And then Deadly Alliance was the one that was the one that I actually owned, played a lot of, really enjoyed. And then I think I did a little bit of a, the ones that came after that. Mm. Armageddon, was that one of them? Ap- Apocalypse? What was the one after Deception where they Pretty like sure. kill everybody? Yeah, I think it was Armageddon. Um, I didn't yeah. play that one, but I know of it. That was the one where it just went absolutely nuts and they were like, yeah. they just killed all the main characters. Spoiler alert from a 30-year-old <laughs> game or whatever it is, 20-year-old game. Oh, um, I was going to play that too, but now I can't. <laughs> who are your favorite Mortal Kombat characters? Oh, that's that's a real Who's tough your go-to? one. I feel like I, it's really generic, but I always like playing as someone like Sub-Zero or Scorpion. Yeah. They're just, they're timeless. They're they're classic. Oh, absolutely. I remember back in the Deadly Alliance days, though, you'd get through most of the storyline and then you'd have to fight this boss called Moloch, I think his name was, which was like this Mm -hmm. giant troll kind of thing. Um, And as I said, I'm terrible at fighting games. And there was this really random character who I think he was only in that game and never in another game. And he's called Movado. And he had these two hook swords. And there was this one attack that you could just spam over and over again. (laughs) And he was my favorite there. So, a little bit of interesting uh, trivia for you there. Yeah, I remember that one. And and actually... Back in the day, in the old uh, Mortal Kombat games, there was usually that as well. It's like, oh, this boss is like almost impossible to defeat unless you use this very specific character and just spam this very specific move, (laughs) which is completely cheap and not really skill-based at all. But if you suck at fighting games, it's literally the only thing you can do. (laughs) The weirdest thing was that wasn't even the final boss. It was just like the third random mini boss. And it was way harder Mm. than the actual bosses. Was that the massive guy? And then he had a little guy kind of on, on his back, kind of like in um, Mad Max Thunderdome. Um, but he was like a massive troll dude. 
I don't know if he had someone on his back, but he was definitely like a massive guy, almost like a troll. Like and he had two... like chains on his hands and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's a completely different game. That's mm, not what yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks again, uh, Hurricanedale, for completing yet another of your never-ending stories. And I'm sure we'll be speaking very soon to talk about your next one. I'm sure we will. Thanks for having me back. Bye-bye. Bye.